0: I'd have to re- I'd have to warn you though this uh this day and time has got us not in our normal uh, chippery chippery mood. We've we've been battling these loan programs and the brokers and the loads for a month and a half now. And to tell you the truth, we're just totally beat up on it. So we're uh, uh, we love you to death, and we really appreciate everything. That you do for us and the trucking industry Um, and it's the grumpiness is not uh, intended toward you, but I I would warn anybody that listens to this. It's going to be pretty frank.
1: Land is in the tank with freight down across most sectors. Some truckers have fueled up and made the trip back to DC, blowing horns bobtailed this morning on Constitution Avenue. When it comes to rates, everybody's looking for who's responsible. It's that responsibility that was the subject just of my post from uh, yesterday, April 30th on the Channel 19 blog at overdriveonline.com, where I also reminded readers of the power they have to know if and when they've been gouged on the load. I'm Todd Dills. You're listening to the Overdrive Radio Podcast, and we're going to get a more personal take on the uh, current crisis from the pair of owner-operators you heard at the top, Daniel and Phil Snow out of Harrison, Arkansas. Their snow trucking is a one-truck operation, one quite memorable truck operation, I might add. You'll know their 1990s Freightliner as The Goose, which has been parked at home going on four weeks now with a steep decline in rates. As Daniel said at the top, what follows is a Frank, and personal tale of a market that feels broken for many owner operators. Here's Daniel.
0: We're not appreciated. Uh, we're not paid properly. Uh, our loads are, are worse, and we. I haul I freight for these rates in the uh, '80s, and thought I was doing okay at 40 cent diesel fuel. When you talk to an agent or broker or anybody with a load, the first thing they say, oh, the fuel's cheap. Well, okay, the fuel's down. Nothing else is. These rigs still cost a fortune to run. But basically, the way I feel right now is let this country get good and hungry. Let them, let them appreciate a the truck because they dang sure don't right now.
1: Not appreciated, certainly, by the folks he and Phyllis have been dealing with in trucking, in any case, for freight brokers principally. Who seem to have thrown out whatever understanding they may have had for the cost of operating a Class 8 truck with a dry van. The Snows are seeing routine offer rates around a buck a mile, as are so many others. And starting from such a floor in a negotiation is a non-starter for them. Insulting. Infuriating. It's not just on account of the current market crisis due to the coronavirus spread and associated fears, either. Though freight is certainly down markedly over a variety of sectors in the most recent two months. And has fallen faster in the spot market than most have seen in a long time. No, that fall in volume and rates for Daniel and Phyllis' equipment has been ongoing much longer than this current moment. Daniel traces it back to at least late 2018. But...
0: Yeah downward spiral started much before that nice. uh in december of when the government shut in, down in december of 2018 when the government shut down uh was when our rates started a slow descent okay. they have made a recovery uh in that length of time now to put that in a specific number We ran about the same amount of miles in 2018, or 2019, I'm sorry, 2019, as we did in 2013, just to compare two separate years. Okay. We made only 60% of our gross in 2019 that we had made in 2013 on right. almost identical miles. So, so that's how much the whole year of 2019 was down because from December of 18, when the government shut down and the, and the descent started, now it was a slow de- descent for the most part, but mm-hmm. uh, by January of 2020, Uh, the rates were getting down to marginal on being able to make a profit. Now, I love the trucking industry. Phyllis loves the trucking industry. You love the trucking industry. But we still have to make a living. So we've become pretty alarmed, actually, in in January of 2020 uh, because it didn't look like it was going to bounce back. Uh, uh, through 19, we basically had the assumption, at least in the back of our mind, that the, you know, things would bounce back. The, the, the economy looked pretty good and uh, fuel was kindly headed downward. But here's the thing about when you watch a stock market and watch that fuel, Every time the fuel drops, the rates drop. Okay, there has to be a floor that is, and this is a mental floor in my mind, of what the rate has to be. Because insurance, tires, maintenance, engines, transmissions, none of that goes down. So you have a floor of where your rate is. And let's just say, for example, that that would be $2 a mile. For example, uh, some people's costs are higher, some are lower. The only thing that should fluctuate down is the fuel surcharge. And right now, the instead of taking 25 or $30 off of a rate that would be the fluctuation of a fuel surcharge because the fuel is down, yeah. then uh you're you're way below the floor. Uh, the floor is what holds everything else up. So for example, if you're getting six mile to the gallon and fuel is 240, that fuel is costing you forty cents a mile to run. Yep. okay? So that's your fluctuation. Uh, you know, if you can get down to $0.30 cents a mile and knock a dime off, that's your fluctuation, not three and $400 a load. Uh, a broker made the quote a few days ago that we're going to make all the money we can because you guys have been making it. So we're going to keep the rates as low as we can and keep all, all we can. We'll use any, any excuse we have to course, I'd already blew up on them, and and they didn't want our business anymore anyway. So he didn't really care what he said. But uh, now, when I when I say blow up, that does not mean unprofessional, because right. whether I'm sad or happy, I have a um, moral and a Christian obligation to remain uh, sensible and.
2: Uh, okay. Uh be stern, but
0: you could still be stern and do that, so to go back to the answer to your question, as the down spiral uh, I wouldn't call it a spiral, I would call it a downgrade through the year of nineteen then, in January of twenty uh it got a little steeper dropping now, I'm not talking about dropping by dollars, I'm talking about dropping by cents and but then as before phyllis had her heart attack in february uh the last few loads we ran right before that it was in a spiral it was dropping like there was no like there was going yeah. to nothing uh of course then right after the COVID 19 outbreak uh i mean we watch all the markets uh we yeah. watch the river van uh, heavy haul uh we've done about all of it over the years and we have friends in about all of it. Well, the reefer business done pretty good right after the outbreak,
2: even
0: yep. though uh, know, the other uh, uh, other parts of the industry dropped. But now that the meatpacking plants are shut down, and and I'll interject my opinion on that at this time, that was stupid because they did not edit. edit heed to the warnings Uh, just like you go to Walmart today there'll be three people out of 500 wearing a mask okay American people think they're invincible you know they they think they can go and break the law and not have to uh, uh, do what the, the government says it's
2: their right but it's our right too if they get out there and get sick and give it to us if
0: I was the healthcare workers I would tell them, you know, I'd put a stamp on their head. I'd, I'd brand them or something, and tell them, "You come into <laughs> the, evening, say you're sick later, piss on you." Uh, <laughs> you listen to what you was told, so you go die in the alley. Um, I mean, I am that sick of it. Okay.
1: So uh, people need to people need to be careful and yeah, uh, take responsibility for what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Be grown up. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: so, that's pretty much the, the the downward turn of our rates as to where right. we are now. $0.73 cents on the board this morning, uh, $0.73 <clears throat> to $1.20. There was one load for $1.30 going to New Jersey, God help you. Uh, you know, so, uh, I mean the tolls, and I don't mean that because of the people. I'm talking about because of that part of the country. The fuel yeah. is ridiculous. The tolls are ridiculous, uh, there's no way to run Jersey for $1.30, even though it's the best thing on the board.
1: And it's not just those running brokered freight either, seeing disastrous effects of a new downward intensity in the pricing onslaught unleashed by declining freight volumes. Larger carriers, the snows point out, are making their own new plays for freight contracts with the power of large numbers to help keep costs low. An owner operator I know who runs uh, with access to a large fleet's volume discounts this week told me he'd paid just around $1. forty a gallon for fuel recently, for instance. The most recent national average retail for diesel, according to the Inf- Energy Information Administration, was a dollar more than that.
2: And we're not, you know, the big companies that have all the trucks, they have a deal with the, the fuel, fuel and, and then they've got like the tolls and stuff. They pay that for their drivers. If we pay it, it comes out of our bottom line. It comes out of our oh, yeah. paycheck.
0: One one of our neighbors just come in with a flatbed empty, uh, and he told he told us the other day that uh, they've been hauling out this lumber mill for years and years. Well, Maverick out of North Little Rock, Arkansas, has came in and underbid them and he said there was 67 maverick trucks sitting there waiting to load the other day so you know and they're doing that because they can you know they they'll they'll take an undercut which a little guy will go out of business before long then they can raise the rates back up to wherever they can make back their profit margin
2: well the flatbed that cindy and west too was saying that somebody took their contract yeah some big company took their yeah. contract so now they are they don't have new loans either because a big company may deal with So them. we're not just we
0: pull a van but we're not just uh, looking at the van frame we look at right. all of it
2: uh, and you talk to your friends you know we've got lots of friends that's out there and you do too but you listen to them there's some out there that says oh everything is wonderful but that's that's the way they they don't Think anything's
0: ever wrong. Well if, if a person didn't have a bill load where you could kind of make a vacation out of this it would right. be one but very few people are in that. Uh, I mean we we're struggling and other people are some struggling more some are struggling less but we're all struggling.
1: How long have you guys been home now?
0: Uh, About three and a half weeks this time.
1: Yeah. Since Phyllis was hospitalized in late February, necessitating a few weeks off the road for the pair, she's well on the mend, she says, though all the stress over business prospects doesn't help. Since that time, the business has moved just two loads, and out and back from their home region to Indiana.
0: Uh, Right now, we're running the boards every day. Uh, And not only are we running the boards out of here, we're running the boards out of wherever those loads go to say, okay, what if we have to take a a cheaper load, which this is a pretty good freight area, Uh, not right here in our hometown, but Springfield, Missouri, uh, Springdale, Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Little Little Rock, Rock, Arkansas, pretty good markets. You know, the, the freight going out of those places are usually decent. And we look at it and say, okay, so if we take a a dollar twenty, our break even is one twenty-six. Okay, and that's that's that two dollar and forty cent fuel, uh, which is pretty common right now. We've yeah. we've seen fuel down around a dollar ninety nine the cheapest that we've seen it. Now we've seen it on a computer a little cheaper than that, but we hadn't seen it actually a you know, a sign that said sure. we'll for this price so at at uh, at two dollar and forty cent fuel a dollar 26 is breakeven so if we say okay we'll take this dollar thirty and go to Jersey what does that cost us to go there you figures the tolls and uh, the various costs the higher price of fuel and then what can I get back out of Jersey or Atlanta or, wherever you're talking about
1: sure. but
0: nothing on there's been zero loads on there for three and a half weeks that would actually turn around somewhere say from here to the east coast and then back to houston or back to dallas or back to anywhere that was actually profitable
2: right. the last we were on we had one going up to Indiana and then one coming back to Dallas, Fort Worth. And we sat there for a good three or four days just looking for load that would pay us to be able to just run. So we decided, you know, there's nothing out there. We're going home. So that's where we came. We came home from Dallas empty.
0: Which is about four four
2: 440 miles. And there, I mean, we had good friends that unloaded in there. There was Landstar, but they unloaded there at Dallas last Friday and they've been there Loaded this friday yeah unloaded this Friday so they were a week
0: sat there eight days waiting on a load
2: so and and with the covid nineteen it makes it a lot rougher I mean we can eat we're pretty fortunate that we have food but you know you sit in that little truck those other drivers you watch them they sit in that driver's seat
0: they're miserable.
2: There's nothing to do. You can't get out and work on your truck. You can't get out and visit with people because you're afraid to get something from them or they're getting something from you. It just—it's miserable.
1: It it sounds like Daniel and and Phyllis that you're both uh, you're you're pretty reliant on um, on load board uh, by and large. But I suspect though that you probably do have some relationships with regular. Brokers that you can call um, on personally is is that the case?
0: It it is, but unfortunately, yeah. it's all the same story. People we've all prayed for for years is, you know, hey, we we really appreciate the job you guys have always done, but I can get it done cheaper. Right? Oh and, yeah, and if you can match the price, I'll be glad to give you the load, but if you can't run it for a dollar twelve, you know uh then i I have to you know have to have to uh, their problem is they have to stay in business too, yeah now the index, and I know when I read this stuff on the internet yeah it's it, rolling average, yeah, yeah, but the index is not there where we're usually seeing three or four pages of loads. We're
2: seeing yeah. eight or ten loads, six or eight and so I mean and then the one company is really bad about putting loads on there, but they're not confirmed. so yeah. you can't bid on them. they they when you ask about them they say, well, it's not confirmed. So either they're yeah. you know saying they have this many loads and they don't or they're just I mean they're, they're jerking our string. It's
0: bad business,
1: and bad business extends to shippers too. An overweight ticket in Illinois resulted from a load of paper overloaded by 3,000 pounds by a shipper apparently thinking it skate by with an emergency exemption. But much of the extra product Daniel and Phyllis didn't know about he found in the aftermath wasn't on the bill of lading.
0: We do have people that we typically can go to and right. say, you know, hey, we we're interested in this load, but, you know, we're just not that money. And And most generally, they will work with us, but right now it's, hey, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. So yeah. we're not the only ones in the buying. The yeah. great suppliers and the, uh, the, the companies that are making these products, uh, this whole country is beat up. I'm not saying that we're the only ones that are yeah. beat up. This whole country is.
2: The last two lugs we did, you know, you're thinking because they're everybody's the, the grocery stores are empty. You think, well, we need to be out here. Everybody needs to be out here. We took the load in, and they didn't even want it. We got there early. They said, well, we don't want it. They,
0: the warehouses are full. The We had a load of Starbucks coffee on.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, the, the, the receiving agent said, oh, man, another load of that? I don't have no place to put it. I said, yeah. what do you mean? place to put it uh uh i said you know all the stores are empty actually it was it was to a starbucks place but it was a distribution warehouse yeah yeah uh, they said we're full this whole place is full
1: all of this ultimately as it has for so many carriers has left the snows navigating the intricacies of the small business administration's paycheck protection program but they couldn't get in line for the forgivable assistance loans second round uh, this past week because the program is demanding 2019's Schedule C tax form for those who are self-employed to apply. They only had 2018 done. As of early this week, they'd put in an application with their state's unemployment division, though, for that special pandemic unemployment compensation, for the first time available to the self-employed. Those are both options to help weather the downturn if you're in a similar situation. As have others, they have gotten some forbearance with equipment-related loans currently in repayment, working with their lenders. They both, however, are certainly feeling like the deck is stacked against them in a time like this. Phyllis shared this anecdote about an attempt through it to uh, refinance their mortgage. They
2: tried to refinance our house, because they had really good rates. They come up and said, oh, we can't do you because you, you don't...
0: You're self-employed. You're
2: self-employed.
0: So you don't fit the criteria of hmm. the three and a
2: half, four percent interest So, loan. you know, where is that? He told him, he says, well, where does that fit in? He says, we're supposed to be, America is supposed to be able to have the dream of the life and, and own your own business and do that, but you can't do that if you're owner of Alprater.
1: Is the truck horns blowing again on Constitution Avenue at the White House this morning or any indication? There are plenty other truckers who feel much the same at this moment whether they want investigations of brokers for outsized profiteering or some kind of targeted trucking assistance such as what the uh, petition by the e-log provider keep trucking suggests as have others out there assistance that might take into account a truck owner's real cost in addition to basic income on which much of the assistance has as yet been based as the snows wait for their own potential assistance from these programs uh... the ones that exist i mean and they continue to hold hope for freight markets to at least approach something like normal, I asked them, well, what's the solution as far as they're concerned? There was quite a long pause at first.
0: Well, that's one question that I don't think we can answer because you keep, uh, you know, you keep praying about it and and you you keep trying uh and we run like i say i mean phyllis looks at them load boards i i have to just go out and, and you know uh, you asked while well ago what we've been doing so i go out and work on something uh you know it, it's we've taken advantage of the time to to do lots of maintenance and and uh fix some things that we ain't had time and but she goes to those boards several times every day. Even and at night.
2: And he told me not to do that anymore. I, I told her <laughs> we
0: have to shut this off at a certain time of day, uh, for health reasons. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's to the point of depression and then your mind, uh, is, you know, it, it can be a huge problem, but to answer your question, we don't know the answer to that. Uh, we, we pray and hope every day that, uh, you know, the freight starts to move and the rates will at least come up to where we can uh, make uh, some money. Uh, we have gone, and this is personal, but I'm going to share it with you just because everybody's in the same boat. We're not the Lone Ranger and, and Tonto here. We're docking Tinkerbell, and we're in the same boat that everybody else is. So, you know, we have gone through our maintenance money. We've gone through our savings. Uh, We have gone through most of our backup plans. Right now, just to flat tell you the truth, we look through the tools and things like that and say, okay, we don't really have to have that, and we sell it. That is better than running at a loss. There, there's no way to come out on this deal ever, running at a loss. We don't know exactly what the next step is. If
2: you, if you do a load and it doesn't pay you to do it, and then you don't have a maintenance funds, then you're, you're, you're up the creek there because you don't have money to fix your truck.
0: It's very important right now and what the advice I would give anybody that calls us or emails us or texts us or might listen to this, be very careful who you do business with, who you buy parts from because how they take care of you, uh, if they'll give you a little discount on a part and then warranty that part if something's wrong with it. you know, say it's a year or two years. make sure you spend every dollar as wisely as you can. That's what stay we're in the phase right now, and I've always had this theory, when you can't make any more money, you reduce what you spend. So right now, that's the phase we're in. It's in a reduction phase, but we're not going to run at a loss. There's, uh, there's, you will never ever come out ahead running at a loss.
1: Words to truck buy for this May day. That's all for now. Stay pro out there.